Listener Production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Yulikert Woolen Clan of the Boonwurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, Hello. Hello. Apologies in advance. I'm actually sounding a little bit phlegmy. There's a That's lot of life. there's a lot of phlegm in the air. <laughs> there currently. is. Everyone is like a little bit phlegmy, a little bit sick. If you're listening in Australia, that is. Yeah. It's it's getting cold. Well, actually, probably it's Melbourne, cold. Sydney, eastern side, because I probably in Perth it's still warm. <laughs> Always. But in Melbourne, it's getting very cold. Mm. Yes. And it's kind of like this winter Flu period season. where you just sick the whole time, but then you get a little bit better, and yeah. then you just. So anyway, apologies for the husky, husky voices. I don't know, people might like it, so. Especially yours. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, very excited for what's ahead on today's podcast. Last week, we started with your crazy modelling story of when you were pulled into the middle of oh nowhere my God, it for is a cra- test well, shoot. Not pulled. Like, I, it was okay. voluntary. Yeah. But when voluntary. I reflected on it, it was a very... Oh, goodness. Yeah. Situation. And I think when you're in the modelling world, like, you have to reflect on those moments to realise how strange they were. But also, I feel like if you haven't been in that industry, this, it's quite interesting. I would say acting, sing, I, I would say entertainment. It would be, yeah. I feel like it wouldn't quite be unique to, ent- which is not a great thing, but no. I feel like in the entertainment industry, it's it would the be behind quite. the scenes of the glossy life. That's not glossy That's at all. Not- Exactly. Steph has got one for us and it Back might have day. something to do with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Maybe. He might he might come up somewhere. Um, but also one of, I think, my favourite segments we have done yet or it will be is what's ruined your day? Mm. Why is that? Why am I excited about that? It's such a negative topic. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, don't we're gonna? We've got some good ones. So I was gonna yes. start, but I'm gonna wait. We'll wait. Yes. We'll wait for the podcast, and then we have got a DNM. This is actually such a good one, mm. and I think something a lot of people go through around friendship and and when you are ready to have kids or you're pregnant and you get worried mm. what will happen with your friends who don't have kids. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. Exactly right. But before we get into those stories, we have got a kick update for you. I can't believe it. I know. It is almost mid-year. Well, the middle of the year is when a lot of us slump in motivation. I know I do, and I am talking quite generalised here, but we hear it a lot from our community members, so I feel like it's safe to say. In general, we, we lose a lot of motivation. We really are motivated, and yeah, then honestly, and then goes, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And so at Kick, what we like to do is throw a bit of a challenge And this year's challenge is called Halfway Hustle. It goes for six weeks and there's three different challenges to choose from so you can choose your hustle. We've got Strength by Danny, which is targeting the lower body, Pilates by Kika, full body, or if you're up to the ultimate hustle, you can combine the two and follow Strength and Pilates with both Danny and Kika. So I think I know which one I'm going to follow because Strength and Pilates together is like a match made in heaven in my eyes. That is like my ideal program to follow. So I'm super excited about that. But the ultimate hustle does include five days a week. So it is, I suppose, extra challenging. If you're and that's not. the one with the ultimate one is the one with Danny yeah. and Kika. Kika's solo one, Danny's solo one. They're three days a week. 
So choose what's right for you. And the challenge sign-ups open up next Monday, the 29th of May in the app. Super exciting. And it's different to how we've done our challenges Mm -hmm. before. They Mm -hmm. are program-based, not Mm -hmm. masterclass-based, which is based on what everyone wanted. So we just wanted to make sure, especially as Steph said, it is hard to stay motivated, but it's obviously so important to keep moving our bodies throughout the entire year because it makes us feel so good. Mm. And you have all of our community members have been loving the mm. program style workout. So we thought for the challenge this year, mm. that is how we would deliver it to mm. you, which is very exciting. But now for today, we should get into the podcast, shouldn't we, Laws? We should. <laughs> the other week I was driving home from work mm-hmm. and I drove past someone's car getting towed. And I just thought because it was it was probably like six. So clearways in Melbourne are usually four thirty till six thirty. Yeah. Maybe in most places, I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> where I drive, that's the clearway. Yeah. And it was like six twenty. And so the first thought in my head when I saw this car getting towed is like, "Whoa, you lasted the whole time, yeah. and you, they just got you in the last ten minutes." Yeah. So that's lucky. But it was dark. It was freezing cold, and I was like, "What?" I mean, it doesn't matter the weather. Your car getting towed sucks. But like getting out of a meeting or whatever, because obviously when you parked there, no one parks in a in a towing zone mm. by purpose. Like mm. I know there's all those stories about those like like those Ferraris that keep parking in like no standing zones. Again, can they just keep paying the tickets? Yeah. This is I feel like a tow a towing moment is yeah. very different. No one purposely does it. It is always, or I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time, just didn't read the sign right. Yeah. yeah didn't know, yeah. first time you went there, you know, you're frazzled, you're going to an appointment or a meeting and then you come out in the dark and cold yeah. and your car is not there. And I just thought, oh, could anything else ruin your day anymore? Yeah, it is It is absolutely a day ruiner. And it was quite interesting. A friend of mine, um, Cooper Chapman, actually, he his car was getting towed the other day, but he caught it in time that they hadn't towed it yet. And so he still had to pay the fine and everything, which was like But he didn't have to go get but, it from the thing. Yes, but yeah. he didn't – he wasn't like far enough on the truck that – too bad, Hassad, come pick it up from the place later. Um, so he got it down. And he was like, I'm so glad that happened because he doesn't live in Melbourne and he didn't realise, he, he didn't find it very obvious that it was one of those zones. And he's like, I reckon I would have thought my car was stolen. Like as in, if you, if you came out and you saw that your car wasn't there, just, like that might honestly be like some people's first thoughts oh, as well. You just, has your car ever been towed? Yeah, so Josh and I, I remember his car got towed, but we were unlucky. It was far enough on the truck that the guy was like, I've got to take it to the lot. So you saw so it. So we get, saw it oh, drive away. And that the worst part. That your day. It's so bad. And the worst part was like, he like wasn't going to take it to the lot till later that day. So we had to wait for the rest of the <gasps> afternoon and could only pick oh, it up after hours. Where was it? What was the street? Random. What were you doing? Was oh, it worth it? it no, was it never is. Around Chapel Street area, which oh, yeah. is where it was. Doing and laps? No, you no. doing chat laps because no. it was <laughs> No, we were catching up with someone, but he, it was one of those read the sign wrong moments. Oh, hopefully it was a good friend and it was but, worth it. Well, it was quite a hefty fine. Parking fine, tow fine, and then also getting it out of the lot. There's another fine. cost. Yeah. And you have to work your way. Also, cost to get to the lot because usually yeah. you only have one car. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I am I'm nearly got towed once and I didn't and I was so lucky because someone mm. told me. Yeah. Thank goodness me. It Sending is. love to everyone that's been towed. It sucks. I think the other thing, like if I really think about it, the other day I was walking to work and I saw dog poo with a footprint in it. Oh. And I was like, that's a day ruiner for me. It is. You know, I feel sorry for that person. Depends on the shoe. If you had a super waterproofy shoe like my Crocs, you just 
wash it in the sink. That's different. Yeah, but actually, you wouldn't want to put poo I feel in like the runners. Sink. Runners are the worst because there's so many grooves yes. in the bottom. It's like there's so and you many can't little get crevices. The, you can't put immerse the whole shoe no. in water. But anyway, also just want everyone to know we love the Commons Building. We love where our office is. I would oh, never yeah. wash dog poo in the communal. <laughs> Just engage your running. Anyway, anyway, so you have sent some in and the first one is from Angelica. I left my husband's wallet on the top of our car this Sunday and drove off and lost it all. And so I spent the rest of the day crying and watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, can I say, first of all, Wallet losing has changed. Yeah, it's so because true. now everything's. Not if I forget my wallet, doesn't really make a different ticket. Yeah. But it is painful to cancel all your cards, and if you it did is. have cash in there or vouchers yeah. or something, some birthday gifts, that would be very bad. But I, the amount of times I reckon I've done it three times. Less so have you. Same. Yep. Phone. Yep. Phone is tragic. Yep. On top of the car, I've left my shopping on top of my I car was just before. About to say oh, this. do you remember you did that? I did I this remember. with a box. We were because yes. we were shooting cute yes. recipes, and I went to the shops and I bought like it was a box, one of those like you know tomato boxes from the organic produce store, filled with shopping to to make recipes together. <laughs> and my wallet was in there too. Yes. Put it on top of the car, drove off. Um, got a like freaked out when I got home because I realized my shopping wasn't there, and then I realized it's funny oh my you god, don't my wallet's hear it. also. Like, I know. Like, what? <laughs> I didn't find my shopping, but I did get my wallet back. Someone took it to the post office, which was great. But oh, I've, it's, it's happened to do everyone. That? I've done it with my laptop in the Latrobe University car oh. park. Anyone who used to park in two A, yeah. it's pretty niche if you know what that is. But it's a gravel middle of nowhere car park, yeah. which was lucky because hardly anyone parked there. So drove off. Laptop was in my big wetsuit type case. Yeah. No, great because protected. Oh, padded. Drove off, got home. I'm like, where the heck is my laptop? And I was so tired. I couldn't even remember the the, the afternoon. Mm. Didn't know when I last had the laptop. Mum drove me back to Bandura. Oh, lucky I lived nice. pretty close to Bandura to the car park and there it was sitting on the ground. That's so I lucky. feel like, honestly, we all do it, Angelica. Yes, and I hope you found the wallet. Mm. Okay. Abby. Oh, this one's about milk. I ducked to the shops to buy some milk and a bottle of wine, two necessities. I didn't realise that the milk actually had a hole in it until I looked down while I was at Dan Murphy's and saw myself standing in a huge puddle of milk. Turns out it had also soaked all the way through my handbag and down my pants. Sorry, Dan Murphy's. I do apologise. That sucks. First of all, Dan Murphy's will be used to smash things on the ground, so don't worry about that. Obviously, like... uh, Sorry, and that's liquids. Per- exactly. Yeah. There's liquids probably everywhere in Dan Murphy, so oh. not to worry. Milk in your handbag, it's not water. The amount of times I leak my water bottle in my bag because I don't close it, but at least it's water. Oh, that's honestly, literally yesterday, I was making pancakes with a pancake shaker, like mm. the ones that you just add like liquid and a bit of butter in and then shake it up. There was a hole in the bottom of the bottle. <gasps> I started shaking <laughs> so hard and all this pancake mixture and dust, was just, not dust, but the mixture. Yeah, the flour. Just going everywhere oh. on the kitchen floor. It's just the worst yeah. when things have holes okay, in Okay, that's a bad. <laughs> Abby, milk in your bag is not a vibe. Okay, ooh, Jess has a story about a trench coat. What ruined my day was one time I was wearing a trench coat and I went to the toilet at work and no, the cord that ties go. around <laughs> the trench coat went, in went the into the toilet yeah. and I didn't notice mm. until after and I had to put it in a plastic bag to take it home. I've done that before. Depends that before. what happened in the toilet. As in like if it goes in the clean water, if you've already yeah. peed and wait. Oh, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what happened in the wait, bowl. Wait, what would you do if you'd just weed? 
Well, it depends if you sat down and it went. It really depends on what went into that bowl. Tell me you wouldn't continue wearing it first. No. Oh, my God. Of course not. Oh. But as in, depending on how bad your day was ruined, oh. Jess, depends yeah, on... because you're like, whatever. Did it go on the clean on water? Did it... <laughs> no, I don't. But it is... I have done it before. Yeah. But I've noticed in the bathroom, not not it. Yeah. <laughs> thing. Okay. Oh, Hannah has a story about a wombat. My friend and I are on a uni placement in Kangaroo Island. And we were driving to dinner around about dusk time, um, singing Sean Kingston song, Beautiful Girls, having the time of our lives. And a wombat jumped out and we hit it and it ruined the front of our car. And as we jumped out to see if the wombat was okay, a truck came along and cleaned up the wombat and took it flying. Um, Yeah, it kind of put a bit of a dampener on our night. And now the song's got bad memories for us. Wow, that really turned... That's horrible. Oh, I don't like that. That's the worst day ever. <laughs> that is truly a, a day oh, ruiner. Wombats, I think they're quite and rare. A song endangered, are they an endangered species? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not an animal specialist, but they're bloody cute. Any animal that gets hit by that's really we, sad. would feel sorry for. Oh, no. Nah. That's the worst. That's nah. the worst day. That is the worst, Hannah. Your way to beautiful <laughs> No, I was going to And that's why it hurts. Oh, oh there's a dog. Okay, we need to, this is, this one is a. All right, do you want me to read it? They've got a, no, I feel like I should read okay. it because they've got a 55 kilo dog and I feel like I. <laughs> oh, you can relate to this story. Go on. Okay, okay. So this is from Emily. I was walking my two dogs the other morning when my 50, okay, 55 kilo dog. So I, our Bill and Ben, who are mm-hmm. golden retriever dogs, mm-hmm. they are 40, one's 40, one's 25. It's very small. But 55 is a large, large dog. Okay. The 55 kilo dog spotted a squirrel, chased after it and pulled me along with him. When he did, I tried to avoid falling on top of my other dog who was 14 years old and was standing in front of me. So instead I fell to the side, not realizing that I'd (gasps) fallen in warm green diarrhea that belonged to neither of my dogs. It was all over my hand and forearm and I was a 20-minute walk from home. You know what I love here? What? That belonged to neither of my dogs. Like it would have made a difference. That's <laughs> her dog's shit. Like, it's okay, it's just yours. Can I tell like you baby. truly? I some... You've had shit on your hand. I've, you've told yes, me about when you were holding... holding with the bag yes. and it flicked bad because of the biodegradable yeah. bag. Yeah. But I honestly, this is probably revolting, but I pick up sometimes if because our dogs do so much poo because the poos are so big. Don't tell me you pick up your dog's poo with So sometimes hands. if I already no, feel the bag and I can't believe walking inside, I pick it up with my hands. But because it's our dog, obviously I wash my hands afterwards and they're dry. Right. It's not like mushy. But I pick up Bill and Ben's poo with my hands sometimes and I don't mind because I love them so You're much. you actually a crazy So dog, I feel you, Emily. And also Ugh. I sit here with a broken knee yeah. because okay. I... It's not broken. You're walking. You don't have a broken knee. Well, it's a bit broken from before. It's not functioning. It depends how you classify broken. I didn't break a bone. Yes. But it is, there's some broken things in yes. there. Because I was pulled by your dogs. By my dogs onto the road and tried to save their lives and then have hurt myself. But everyone is okay and that's okay. But I feel you being pulled by dogs is just the worst. And then also trying to scramble yourself after with the poo on your arm and get up and it, the leads across, it is not a vibe. Why, no matter what segment do we do? We talk about we get poo. get a poo story, <laughs> like every time. Okay, we have one more. got one more. 
Paulina. And may or may not be poo related. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my gosh. So I used to work at Forever New many years ago um, at Chadston. And when we were closing, this lady wouldn't get out of the changing no. rooms. And I was like, hey, like we're closed. Did you need any help? She was so rude. And she's like, just go away. I'm fine. I'll be a minute. I'm like, okay. But you know, like literally there was no one in the store just waiting for her. And she's like, I'm aware. Just give me a minute. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, she finally left, but when she left, she, like, ran out. She, she's like, I left the clothes in the changing rooms. And I was like, okay. Went in there. She left it all over no. the floor. I was like, cool. That's, that's annoying, but that's fine. That's not on. As I was picking it up, nope. I realised why she left everything on the floor and why she ran out. It's because she did a poo nope. in the changing rooms. <laughs> wiped it with the curtain, with the changing room curtains. I had to deal with a grown woman's... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Day ruined. I don't care how humiliated. Like, obviously, she so, had okay, uncontrolled bowels. No, what no, if, listen. Yeah, exactly. If she, exactly if she right. was really sick, yeah. I don't care. What do you do in that situation? I, I would say to them, I am mortified that yeah. this has happened, but this is what's happened. I would not run off and leave it to someone else to clean up my oh. shit. There's no way. I would, no matter how mortified I would be, from obviously you'd have to be feeling pretty sick to shit in a change room. <laughs> I would not leave that to someone else. That is so disrespectful. Oh, Here, clean up my shit. I think for that person, though, they would have just felt so... Of course they would have been mortified, but, like, they would have been mortified either yeah, way. Yeah, I think you just say... Because I think it's, like, for, for that woman, mm. and obviously it's not okay to poo in a change room, but for that woman that it happened to. She obviously would have just been like, I don't want them to know like who I am. It was me. I just want to leave. <laughs> yeah. But then obviously that then means that this poor person had to clean oh. up her shit. Oh, it is. God. But I have to say, sorry. You would have run off. No, no. God, no. You've pooed in a change no! room. <laughs> She's pooed I was about to say. in a change room, guys, not just Quite? national forest. No! Oh my God. I hope you turned down my no. No, Ugh. no. I was gonna say inventive using the change room curtain. What? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like, well, she you know used what, what I would have done. I would have used a t-shirt and bought it. Yeah, same. That's the right same, thing to do. Same, because the change room, it's hard to get yeah. those curtains Jeez. down then. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much On that for sending in. That's a bad day. Those bad I think days. we need Pete Murray. We've had a bad day. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, that can be it. But we are, I'm sure there's going to be Please send us so more. What's more the worst bad day? Send us more. This is, because I feel like it makes you feel better about other bad days. Like now I'm like, toad car. Jeez, that's not that bad. Uh, yeah, I feel like having to clean up another adult's <laughs> shit is definitely worse. <sighs> I'm sending love to everyone. Also, apologies to Pete Murray, because that's not his song. <laughs> Who is it? Daniel no, Powder. Daniel Powder. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Who the heck's Daniel Powder? The guy Pete that Murray. sings goes, yeah, yeah. Pete Murray is like Good Day or something. Oh, my yeah, God. Pete, yeah, I, Pete honestly, I'm sorry because I've never heard were, of Daniel. I knew what you were talking about. And I know it. that song quite well. So I apologise for never un- knowing your name. It's all right. Okay. I think that was his number one Yeah, he's track. had a bad day. <laughs> Pete Murray's is <laughs> Seen Better Days. That's oh, it. Well, well, sorry. No, Daniel's not listening, so it's fine. It might be. <laughs> Okay, Laws, since your story the other week, your modelling story from overseas, uh, I've been reflecting on some memories from when I was living in the States. Yes. Back in 2014, when I was 20, 
And when we um, were young, when we were well, young. I was twenty one then. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh because, I mean, the industry is different over there, but even like the clubbing industry is different over there. Like it's just a, it's a different ball game. And I have some memories. There was a couple of Aussie mates that I was kind of bunking with or as I was there around the same in time. Your, set the scene here because you okay. were in a model apartment. Yes. Okay. So LA. You're not just renting just with your moved, mates. No. The agency puts <laughs> you in an apartment. <laughs> moved there. And I was with my beautiful friend, Nat Darkus, who still lives over there actually. And we were bunking together and then another friend, was actually a couple of friends of ours that were around the same time, but one of those was our mutual friend, Ellie Lemons. Yes. So she was also there. She wasn't bunked with us, but she was in LA around the same time. And so we were, she'd kind of been there a bit before us and she'd kind of made some friends. Anyway, something that I picked up on very quickly in living in LA is that even like with getting jobs or knowing the right people, it was all about like going out, meeting some sort of like host of a, of a nightclub and then that's where you meet either celebrities or directors or whatever. And that was like a big part of what you have to do over there. Which is, it's so it's bad. So like that's got nothing to do with exactly. talent 100%. or... Just being in the right place. And also you have to be a part of like the party scene. To hear about it. And I was 20, so over there it's actually underage to go out as well. So that was also the only option I had to go out was to usually go with a host or a promoter. Um, And And where did you meet the promoters? The I think it was just like this one. This one in particular was like a friend of a friend. We'd heard of him and we knew it was going to be our option to go out. So I went out with Ellie one night and I believe Nat was there as well. And we went to One Oak, which is a very popular – well, I don't know if it is now, but it was (laughs) – you're like, oh, what? But it was. And it was like often where you saw celebrities and stuff like that. But I did not enjoy- Ellie and I, who both had a lot of energy, usually would dance quite a lot. We were dancing and it was so uncomfortable because the only other people dancing were girls on the edge of booths, like trying to get in the booth because it was like these kind of sectioned off areas. Not many people actually dancing on the dance floor. Like there was people smoking on the dance floor, standing there, maybe shuffling, but no one Wait, really smoking. dancing. Yeah, you could smoke inside at this point. Yep. That is I know. crazy wild. to think about. Wild. Um, it was disgusting too because you'd get home and you'd smell like cigarettes and you're dodging buds on the dance floor. Anyway, and Ellie and I just started to feel really uncomfortable. I think we left fairly early because we were like, this is so boring. Like we feel awkward as dancing and no one else is so... We did. But throughout the same people, we ended up at a house party, which apparently was is like even it's like clubbing scene is like, yeah, whatever. This is almost like pre-drinks. The actual partying is from like 2 a.m. in like Beverly Hills in some mansion. And that's where you meet the right people. That's where you've got to, you know. So we went to this house up in Beverly Hills. Um and I honestly can't even remember whose whose it was. And me, Nat and, and Ellie were there, and we got invited to go to Coachella and that we were going to get, like, flown in either by helicopter or limousine. It was, it was this, like, weird, and we are going to stay at this, like, luxury mansion with a bunch of other girls and this guy, right? Instantly, we were like, this, ain't, this seems weird. This seems like, you know, why are we getting this Anything for free? Anything that's too good to be true exactly. is too good to be true, and nothing is free. Yeah, and so I was reflecting on this with Ellie because she was like, no, I definitely remember we were all a bit like, hmm. 
this doesn't feel right. And we didn't we didn't end up taking it up. But it was just like these kind of things came up and these kind, it was just so weird to reflect on. And then it made me think about the first time I was introduced to this clubbing scene. And that was the year before. So I was even younger, 19, when I was going over there to meet with different agencies um, uh, to hopefully get signed so that I could potentially go there and work. And I was over with a girlfriend of mine, Melody, who now lives in Miami. And we went to Miami, LA and New York. um, And it was so much fun. Um, And while we were in each state, we kind of spent like four days there. We'd meet different people. She had a few friends there. And we went out one night and I really loved drinking at the time. I was 19. So I was like, yeah, I legally can drink in Australia. I like going out. This is fun. So I was so excited to go out and see what the scene was like over there. But I obviously could only do that with hosts because again, I was underage. So we went and we went with a host. She knew a model friend who, so we went with a bunch of models and this host promoter and they were all sitting down and like not getting up and dancing. Again, I was like, what is this? You have Mm. to dance. This is what you do at a club, right? So I was dancing like on my own for most of the night and I noticed someone looking at me and you know when you know someone is looking at you, like you can feel like their face isn't moving around a lot. And also because there wasn't too many people dancing, it was quite like, obvious, you know, you could kind of see people above the crowd if you weren't sitting down. And I noticed and I realized this guy is wearing one of those hats, like those English um, hats. And I was like, he kind of looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. And I was like a little bit intoxicated at this point. So I just kind of didn't think anything of it and just kept dancing. And then my friend came over and was like, Steph, apparently Leonardo DiCaprio is here. And I was like, whoa, it is him. <laughs> and then I was just really lapping that up. The Leonardo like, DiCaprio. Yeah. And this is when he'd just done Gatsby. So yes. like prime. And it- <laughs> Please, sorry for my horrible recollection and knowledge of pop culture, but he dates very young women, isn't he? Yes. 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 Okay. Very young, commonly models, commonly blonde. Okay. So also 20, usually around. (laughs) Well, so you wouldn't put it past him. (laughs) Anyway, and so I was, and I was just really, to be honest, I was just enjoying the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio was looking at me. But then my friend was like, we need to go, like everyone's going to this other club. So I was like, okay, let's let's move on. And I just started dating Josh at this point too. So it wasn't like, you know, I was purely just enjoying him looking at me and that was it. So then we went to the next club and we got more and more drunk. The other girls didn't. And I have a feeling it was probably because they might've been doing something else okay. to stay out without saying, I think everyone can read between the lines. And so we were just getting a little bit more and more tipsy, having the time of our lives dancing together. And again, getting a lot of attention because we were dancing, which is so weird in my mind because in Australia, it's like everyone dances. I've also seen you dance. No, you do do a bit of sexy dance. Oh, okay, thanks. Not like me, like a giraffe. (laughs) But you get everyone's attention (laughs) for the wrong reasons. (laughs) And then we realised that Leo was at this club too which I don't think he followed. Apparently it was a very common, like, you go to that club and then you go to this one. Not saying he followed me at all. And then he's, he's this person that was with him, I don't know if it was his assistant or friend or whatever, kind of weaved themselves through the crowd, came up to us and was like, do you want to come meet Leo? Absolutely I do. Yeah. So we went over. He did the whole, like, French, like, double kiss on the cheek. What are you here for? Instantly realised we were Aussies because of our accent. Um, like how long are you in town? And we just kind of had that kind of chatter for like honestly probably 60 seconds. And then he was like, can I grab your number? I'd love to take you out for dinner to like some of the nicest restaurants around here. And I, because again, I just started dating Josh, who was like the love of my life. I've been waiting for this moment all my life to like (laughs) date him. So I was like so not 
going to go down that path. I just decided to lie. We had one of those like traveling SIM cards. So we did have a number, but I was like, oh, we don't have one. We're just here like for a couple of days. But then Melody, because she was a little bit drunk, she was like, yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So she gave him um, our number. And I remember because he then messaged us and was like, this is Leo. This is the number you can contact me on. And we just went home and we were like in all sorts of giggling. Like I called my mum and my auntie instantly as soon as I got back. I called Josh and he was like sick. (laughs) Um, And it was just like one of those moments that I was like, holy shit. But then I quickly realised. No, no, he never replied. But I quickly realised from living there over the next year as well that like those kind of, not that thing happened a lot. That did not happen a lot. But those kind of run-ins with celebrities, um, you kind of realise, oh, my God, they're just normal people. Like, yes, Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm sure there's a shitload of privileges that they do have as well. But, like, at the end of the day, they're just normal people. Like, I remember catching the subway with Drew Barrymore and her kids. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. I was like, I didn't realise it was her at first. I saw her husband and her kids were trying to run off the subway and I, I stopped them and, like, they were giggling. And then she, like, looked around her husband to say thank you. And I was like... You're welcome. <laughs> I just realized who she was. So it's like you, you I just kind of realized. Do you know what though? They're just you know what's not here. normal. Living. Imagine being in a nightclub, someone coming up to you and being like, "Do you want to meet Bob Smith?" And you'd be like, "Who the heck is yeah, Bob Smith?" That's true. That's not. That's normal. not normal. That's true. That's true. Because then it's like you yeah. automatically you are even a have fan. to say. His and name. also, do, if you're in a night, I mean, it's a bit different because you are very well known, but. Just so you weren't, you wouldn't send your friend <laughs> over to someone and say, would you like to meet? It's true. That's totally Bob not normal. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, no, they can come talk <laughs> to me if you want. Like, I don't want to meet them as a fan. So I feel like that's maybe not that's normal. True. That's true. That's true. I never thought about <laughs> but it. But like I that. do. It is so crazy. Yeah. But that's Well, that thank world. you for sharing that with us. <laughs> <laughs> we have also got plenty more stories where this oh, so came many. from. If anyone finds this interesting, we can please let us know. Them up. Or we can stop. We can <laughs> stop as well if you're like, cool story, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we just drill down on the fact that you left Leonardo DiCaprio on red? Yes. <sighs> you know, I'm can... the one that got away. I don't know what yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> you ghosted <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. You ghosted Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, I feel is... pretty good about it. He never replied. Like, he, did he follow up? No. No, no, no. I would have thought. I thought with him that would be like, oh, rejection. I never get rejected. Usually, I send my my people over and I get attention. I wish I and I. I reckon also we still have that because it was one of those cheap little Nokia flip phones, like a burner phone. Yeah, like a total burner phone. I reckon I've still got it somewhere, and I would love to open it one day and see if that text. He might there. have changed his number. No, but just to see if the, te- the just yeah. the, the text. We should call it on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We have a DNM, an anonymous, a goodie. Did I just say anonymous? Weird. Anonymous, an- 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 anonymous. An- anonymous. It's like Nemo and an anemone. An- 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 and yes, yes, one of those. One of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, ladies. Thank you for everything you do. Well, that's very sweet. I have a question. Well, more of an event that you may be able to shine some light on. You just vent away. Everyone, f- feel free to that's vent what away. We're this here for. Yes, absolutely. Okay. My close friends are all beginning to get engaged and married. Many of them know that they want to be parents. My husband and I are not sure if we ever want to have kids. But I am being consumed by this fear that once my close friends who know they want families start having babies, 
that we will drift apart because they will only want to talk to their friends who also have kids or that they will meet new best friends in mother's groups and leave me behind. I know that this fear is unreasonable and also a bit hilarious because zero of my friends are even pregnant, but I think about this almost constantly and wanted to get it off my chest. Thoughts, experiences, comments, welcome, please. First of all, it's not an unreasonable thought. No. I think it's quite common. I think you should start with this because you... Well, I think this is great, right? We have different perspectives. Yes. This is perfect. So I think... What's interesting for me, from my perspective of things, we had Harvey before a lot of our. So close you were almost you're the opposite of yes, this. yes. So we've kind of had to, had to navigate it the other way around, but I can say that I have made some gorgeous friendships as well with other mums, and I think that is important. And I think you know you should be supportive and, and open to your friends making new friends always. It doesn't just have to be through motherhood. But like, I think going through that similar experience does really bond you. So know that that is likely to happen and then that's okay. But like the likes of you and me, the likes of a lot of my closest girlfriends who haven't had kids, those relationships haven't changed. I'm still, it's still as strong as ever, even if we've got new friends or we don't see each other in the same way. It does change. It's a different phase of life. They don't have as much flexibility anymore as parents. And so, yes, I'm sure the thought of like, just say you have five friends and four of them all have babies within, you know, a year or two apart. I can understand where you think that they're just going to like catch up with each other or whatever. But I think the one thing is as a parent, I love that. And I love meeting up with other families and it makes things easier because they're probably going to work around the same time, you know, the restrictions that you have and all that sort of stuff. However, I can also say it is so nice for Josh and I when we can catch up with people who aren't parents and remove ourselves from that as well and just kind of be us again. Um, so that that's still really important to have that balance. But I think if you are concerned, my, my thing that I would say is just be really open in that communication because if you're fearful that they're going to start excluding you, and again, it sounds like it's a little bit away anyway, so you've got some time, but just be sure to to voice voice that to them that you don't want to and that you're interested in in still catching up with them even if it is them with their babies and they're probably going to talk about that a lot that you're still open to being there and everything and it does work both ways as well i agree i would say too i think you, the ones without kids are the ones with the most flexibility and mm. time really mm. so you have more it's just you probably have to go to your friend's house mm. because they might you, it's mm. like for you to go out on a Saturday night or whenever mm. night you have mm. to have a babysitter because mm. Harvey's asleep at yeah. what time is he going to bed seven bit later now we used to be seven. six or yes. five thirty yes. very early <laughs> so you can't leave the house after seven mm-hmm. obviously unless we're very irresponsible yeah. <laughs> you never do that so I think for for someone who is a friend of someone with a lot of kids, if mm. you don't have them, I feel like you could just it just means maybe you should drive around a little bit more, and you, you're yeah. not going to have the same, uh, I suppose, freedom with your friends totally. as you used to be able to go out partying every yeah, Saturday or night have or like something. A last minute, let's go to the pub. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you might have to go to the park at 10 a.m. on a Saturday yeah. morning. So it <laughs> depends. It does. I yeah, do. It's I true. actually feel like it's less actually. The, it's most dependent on if you still feel connected. Yes, it, I agree. As opposed to the other way around. I agree. I agree completely. I think that's a really good point, Laws, because I think it's also because it definitely does work both ways too, right? It's like not just because you, you have a kid, like everyone needs to work around you. I certainly don't think that. 
I, I do, though, see a difference in friends who do make the effort to be aware of it. Oh, least. yeah, you, you have to have I mean? awareness, 100%. Um, 100%. So, yeah, and I think, I think it's important that, that, that your friend, that you, if, you're, if you choose not to have kids, aren't always the one that's working around them. I do think that that's, that's important from their side of things as well. However, it is something to know that it, it is the reality of having a kid is a huge responsibility and how it changes your life. And so if you want to continue a friendship with them, you just have to be open to that. Exactly. Mm. And I think too, with us, mm. we're, if we're getting takeaway for the night, like we go out for dinner sometimes, which is yeah. wonderful, but if we're getting takeaway, I'm not going to be like, it needs to be at our house. <laughs> <laughs> like since you've had Harvey, you probably yeah. come to our house, like unless Less. you pop it in the day because yeah, you're walking past. Yeah. But at night, probably mm. apart from my yeah. birthday, you probably never have come over for dinner anymore. But it's just mm. because oh, wow. it's easier for us to come to your house for you guys. And like, mm. I don't care. So it's just like those things. But it's, yeah. Yeah, but I, I do, I miss, I mean, it's funny because I was going to say I miss Dalton's cooking. I, but like nine out of ten come, times, he, he comes to your house and cooks. What is a time for special share? I have to say, I find it very funny. Steph and I both Dance jiggle around to, when, our to our own Well, I mean, we didn't song. create it. The lovely man. Yeah, can I together. say, we wouldn't be jiggling if no. it was just our voice. Yeah. It's the background it's music the that we love. I'm so glad you, you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets stuck in my head for days. <laughs> what is it time for? No, Joe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Steffi, what is your special share of the week? Bit random one. Okay. Bit, bit random I'm one. Random. I think I need to go back to school. Um, no, okay, so this one, it's quite interesting, right? When I was growing up, I had not a lot of interest in history. Like I just, I don't know, I found it incredibly boring and it was probably one of the subjects that I snoozed the most in, right? Oh, same. I actually, and I wish I do, and it's I a really good thing to be rich in knowledge in, yes. but I am not. Yes, yet. right? Maybe it was the way it was taught. Maybe, maybe. Um, there's an... It's not new at all. I was about to say new and it's so not new. But there's from a like TV 2010 series, or something. Probably. <laughs> it's been around. Oh, I'm okay, actually. I'm just looking here now. First episode was in November 2022. So it's actually, that's relatively and new. And also, can I say, yeah. it's new to you. Yeah, it's new to so me. that's fine. That's, yeah. New thing I'm into is what Good. I was going to say. Love it. Um, is called Ancient Apocalypse. So, Graham Hancock is a journalist I know. I'm losing you already. I'm losing you already. I'm finding it very fascinating. So there's a lot of... You're going to have to sell this. Okay. Because he's a journalist and what he's doing is he's traveling the globe hunting for evidence of like mysterious lost civilizations (laughs) dating back to the Ice Age. So his theory, right, in a lot of these myths and stuff like that, that... um, Oh my god! I'm actually you're, crying. It's, sorry, I'm, it's and serious. I feel it's disrespectful really to him. It's really interesting. Sorry. No, so a lot of people have hung shit on him because he hasn't got like the scientific background to like be sharing some of this stuff. But every site he goes to that has all these like mythological stories and things attached to them, he's kind of begging the question: like, why is this just a story? there may be truth to it. Like, who's to say that there's not? Because when you really dig deep, and he's, he's obviously got experts in each kind of section, the, some of these pyramids... Okay, for number one, pyramids. They were built all over the globe before any of these civilizations even knew of each other, apparently, or communicated or had met. However, they all made the exact same structures in their own environments. Answer me that. I feel like I'm, How does that make sense? I'm on Facebook and I've accidentally <laughs> shared 
looked at. <laughs> I I know how it sounds. Wait, can I? Can you? I know how it, it sounds. Like? I need no, to see. It's not going to make you any more interested. No, please. It just looks everyone, like a British journalist. Like it's just like I want to say the Netflix photo. Anyway. I'm telling you, Josh was talking about uh, it. He was really fascinated because there's a lot of like conspiracies and stuff and he gets really into conspiracy theories. And I was like, I'm wonderful. not into it. I don't want to like watch this, but I've now watched quite a few of the episodes and I'm quite interested. It's just, it's not that I believe everything he's saying, but it's really interesting stuff. Next week we'll have, will Steph have aluminium foil? No, you know what's interesting? <laughs> they, because from what we know of history. Yes. Hunters and gatherers around that age, sorry, around that time of, I don't even know. This is how bad it was at history. I don't even know how to technically say it. That time of the civilization or whatever. BC. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with <laughs> the era. I'm struggling. <laughs> they, they, like hunters and gatherers, that's like all we were good for and like, you know, we've, we've, we've learned a lot. His theory is that actually there was a lot more intelligence than we're aware of because the artifact, like the actual things that these people built and made and engineered is like stuff that we couldn't even do today. So it's like, mm. it's, anyway, it's really interesting. Okay. I, I, I'm usually not into this stuff and I am. So okay. Well, thank you. I feel you. like that says something. I just feel like with, I still, I'm going through my stage at the moment with TV is I have to be really interested in it or yeah. I just start multitasking yeah. and not watching. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Yeah if that would happen or not with that, but I yeah. will give it a you go. You don't have to. No, but I don't, I, I don't know anything about it, so I just feel like I, I should. I, sh- I probably butchered the recommendation, but I, no, I did I'm I butchered the recommendation because I made it very hard for you to say that, so sorry. Sorry to any lovers of, what's his name? Graham. See, I don't even, Graham. Graham. <laughs> Graham. Oh, and can I say, it's not that I'm a, fa- like a, a genuine fan of, he's actually We don't think you're a conspiracy. Well, that's it. He's ruffled some feathers because he's not actually like a scientist. So I just want to say, I'm finding what he's saying fascinating. I'm not saying you what believe he's saying all. is, right. yes, correct. And you're not a conspiracist currently. No, I'm just <laughs> interested in <laughs> Okay, what is yours? Okay, mine's random. Okay. Random oh, girl. Well, random than mine? Uh, well, it's not a show or a book or anything. It's okay. a product. But Ooh. I think you will. This is a shared thing for both of us. There's a lot of choice when it comes to makeup products these days. Yes, Skincare products. Honestly, there's thousands of things. Mm-hmm. And I often find with makeup in particular, mm-hmm. except not foundation, but with most products, if I run out of something and I'm, I often like to try new things because yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I really know. liked that one, but now I'm going to try this other one. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't notice much difference. Mm-hmm. But I have been out of mine. So have you. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter for quite a while. And we both restocked mm-hmm. and it makes a huge difference it does. to my makeup. It does. And in a great way. In a great way. And I won't go to anything else again. No. And it, well, I didn't go to anything else. I, I just did. ran out of it and it was it was hard to you did I saw your video on TikTok. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I just it's just such a great product. I use it under actually I use it instead of foundation mm. on normal. Mm. Unless I'm going out, 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 I won't wear foundation. I'll just wear that with yeah, a bit same. of concealer, same. blush, bronzer. So not a lot of other things, but no foundation underneath yeah. it. Yeah, it's a great product. And if you it so is. Mecca stock it, yeah. But if it is sold out, which it always is, it is often sold out. It's very good. Mm. But it, if you can't get it at Mecca, you can also buy it on the Charlotte Tilbury website. Yeah, thank you. And also, the only reason I have it still is because you bought me one. 
Oh, that's okay. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's no problem. It is a shame recommendation, though. Uh, yeah, it's random, though. Mm-hmm. So you've got a bit of Charlotte Tilbury, a bit of Graham. <laughs> Do what you want with those. <laughs> and thank you for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Mm. Whenever you are listening to this, middle, start, end, whatever's left. Exactly. Mm. And if you want to find out more about Kick, you can at kickapp.com, where we've got a seven-day free trial. We also have a seven-day free trial if you download our app, and what else? You find us on social media at Steph Claire Smith, at Laura.Henshaw on TikTok. TikTok. And we will be back in your ears on Wednesday. We Bye. Bye. Bye.